0: Bismillah rahman ar-Rahim <coughs> Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen Ar-Rahman ar-Rahim, Malik Yawmidin Wa sallallahu wa sallam wa ala ashrafil anbiya'i wal mursaleen Nabina Muhammadin wa ala alihi wa ashabihi ajma'in ومن اقتدى بسنته إلى يوم الدين أما بعد قال النووي رحمه الله تعالى في الحديث الهادي عشر عن أبي محمد الحسن ابن, علي ابن أبي طالب سبت الرسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم وريحانته Roddi Anhuma An Huma Allah Hafiftu Mirasuli Lahi Salahu Alihi Da Mai Yuri Yari book Ilama Lai Yari Rawahu Tirmadi you Wanasa e you Wakala Tirmadi Hadithun Hasanun Sahih In this Hadith the eleventh Hadith in this exemplary collection of narrations and الله, الله وسلم, from Rasulullah from a Nawawi, he said, Rahimullah Ta'ala, the on authority of Abi Muhammad, Al Hassan, Ibn Ali, Ibn Abi Talib, the grandson of the messenger sallallahu alaihi wasallam that he said that i preserved the memorized from the messenger sallallahu alaihi wasallam this following statement leave that which puts you in doubt or that is doubtful for that which does not put you in doubt eh, for that which is not doubtful And this hadith uh, tirmidhi, al-Imam al-Tirmidhi uh, ta'ala He narrated this and also al-Nasa'i And Tirmidhi he said hadithun hasanun sahih That the narration is hasan sahih so regarding this uh, Barak al we're going to mention some uh, introductory uh, points before we go into the text of the hadith. The first thing is the tarjama of the narrator. I need the biography of the narrator of this hadith. And his name is, or his kunya is Abi Muhammad. His kunya is Abu Muhammad. And the messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam Gave this companion This kunya Abu Muhammad And his name is Al-Hasan And he is the son of Ali ibn Abi Talib عنه, And the sipt huh? And the, the sipt rather The sipt of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam The sipt of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and Sipt it means the grandson of his daughter or the son of the messenger Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam's daughter. So Al-Hassan is his grandson from his daughter, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. And Hafid Hafid. Is the grandson from the son, so Al Hassan is Sibtu Rasulillahi sallallahu alayhi wasallam. He is the grandson of the Messenger sallallahu alayhi wasallam from his daughter sallallahu alayhi wa ala alihi wasallam. And he, Al Hassan, was born in Ramadan in the third year after the migration of the Messenger sallallahu alayhi wasallam. According to the majority of the scholars And he took the khilafa After his father Ali ibn Abi Talib And he was Khalifa for six months He was Khalifa uh, The Amir of the, the Believers For six months And then he left that position for an. and he did this in order to preserve peace and the blood, the blood of the Muslims. And he Allah an Al Hassan died. He was poisoned, and he died in Medina in the year 49 wa, wa, ihda wa It was said that he died in the year, the 49th year after the migration of the Messenger sallallahu alaihi wasallam. And it was also said by some of the Mawarikhin, mu'arikh, the, the scholars of uh, Tariq, that he died in the year 51, you know, the 51st year after the Hijrah migration of the Messenger wasalam, to Medina. Anisa Al-Hasan Anisa Al-Hasan and he an, the Messenger, wasalam, he was the Rayhana to Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam and the Rayhana is a flower that has beautiful and pure taste, or smell rather, beautiful and pure smell. And this is the wasf, and this is the description that the messenger (sallallahu alaihi wasallam) he gave to uh, uh, Al Hassan He gave that wasf and that description to Al Hassan. in a hadith that is authentic, and Rasulullah (sallallahu alaihi wasallam). And he was better than his brother, as it relates to Fadila, and both of them are illustrious companions. Hussein was an illustrious companion of the Messenger, sallallahu But Hassan was more virtuous, as it relates to station, than Hussein. And Al Hassan, raddi Anhu, he was from the Ulama of the Sahaba, and the Messenger, sallallahu alaihi wasallam. Loved him Because of who he was And he was tayyib. He was pure like a rahana. He was pure Like that, that that flower that has A good uh, smell and that is pure He was pure indeed Yes he was عنه, In his appearance And in his character And the messenger Sallallahu alayhi he said regarding Al-Hassan innabni hada sayyid wa sayuslihu bihi bayna ta'ifatayn min al So the messenger sallallahu alaihi wasallam said that he's sayyid and fairly my my son yani his grandson here is sayyid and it means that he's somebody of good status and good station he sallallahu alayhi wa sallam He said regarding al-hasan Inna bini hadha sayyidun Al-mu'adzam Wadhu al-qadr Wal-makana Sayyuslihullahu bihi bayna al-taifatain And he will cause Reparation between two groups And between two parties And indeed that is what he did And he was tayyib wa anhu In his religion in his religiosity he was tayyib as an individual and he was tayyib, tayyib as it relates to his actions and that from his uh, major uh, virtues is that he calls peace amongst the muslims when he gave up the khilafah wa anna muhammadin sallallahu all of the Sahaba radiallahu anh, are virtuous. Not like the statements of the Khawarij and the statements of the Rawafid na'am, who claim to love ahl They claim to love the that they claim to love ahl And Shaykh al and Muhammad ibn ta'ala. He, mentions a good, he mentioned a good point. He said that the Rawafid, they claim to love the house of the family of the messenger, if they really love the house of the messenger, وسلم, they will love Hassan. They will love Hassan, but they go into extreme regarding Hussein and they claim to love Hussein, but they don't really love Hussein, they pretend to. And if they really love Ahlul Bayt, they will love Hassan more because Hassan was Afdal and is more virtuous, as verily the narrations pertaining to his uh, virtues is that more superior than that of his brother Al-Hassan, Al-Hussain, رضي الله عنهما أجمعين, and both of them are virtuous, illustrious companions but ha- Al-Hassan was more virtuous, نعم So in this hadith, we go into the text بارك الله فيكوم, that the Messenger sallallahu الله عليه وسلم, he mentions in this hadith and that is that Al-Hussain, Al-Hassan uh, رضي الله عنه, He said, Hafiftu mi rasulillahi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Da may yari book ila ma la yari book. Da yani utruk. And he took from the Messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Hafiftu. He was a student of the Messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, Al Hasan. Hafiftu. And he did not only hear, he memorized and he acted upon this. Radhiyallahu anhu. And that is the the, the intention between hifth. And that the individual, he doesn't only just remember, he doesn't only just say, but he acts upon that and preserves the rights of that which he hears. And that is upon the talib al-ilm, the student of knowledge, that when they memorize any text or memorize any ayat or any had- hadith, or memorize ayat or hadith, the narrations of Rasulullah Wasallam, that they act upon it. They just don't regurgitate it, they act upon it, they preserve it. As some of the ulama have mentioned, preserving means and memorizing in reality, and preserving means that one acts upon it and gives that thing that they've memorized its rights as it relates to implementation. As it relates to implementation. Point number three Naam, as mentioned previously, the Messenger sallam, said, that, that, leave, yani utruk. May yaribuk, and that is in that may yaribuk ila yaribuk. Leave that which is doubtful or that which uh, brings you up into doubt to so that which is not doubtful and does not bring you into doubt. And uh, <coughs> this uh, hadith is similar to the narration that Barakallahu that that we studied altogether, uh, I believe, a couple of weeks ago. And that is a statement of the Messenger وسلم, where he said And that is he said وسلم, that the one who فيكم, the one who stays away from the doubtful matters or those affairs that are not clear for him has indeed preserved his religion or his religiosity wa and his honor he's preserved his religion in not dis- disobeying Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and risking disobedience to of Allah or to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala by potentially possibly probably maybe falling into that which is haram because he's fell and he's doing that which is not clear to him and he preserves his he preserves his honor by the people not seeing him falling into something that is potentially haram and he preserves his honor he doesn't make people have doubts regarding his deen his character and so forth. So this hadith, دَعْمَ يَرِيبُكِ لَمَا لَيَرِيبُكِ is like the hadith, فَمَنِ اتَّقَى الشُبَحَاتِ فَقَدْ اسْتَبْرَعَ لِدِّينِهِ وَإِرْضِهِ Leave that which is doubtful, مَنِ اتَّقَى shubahat, The one who stays away from things that are unclear. إِلَمَا to that which is not unclear, or to that which is not clear. Sorry, from uh, leave that which is unclear to that which is clear. That, barakalafikum affair which is wadih, which is clear, and there is no doubt regarding it. And with this, his deen is preserved, his religiosity, and also his honor. Point number. Point number four and that is Sheikh Saleh Al fawzan Havidullah Ta'ala, he brings an example is If you have wealth, money, there's a there's a portion of money that you're unsure whether it is halal or it is haram, you have doubt. And then you have another portion of money Where you are certain That this money is halal You're certain of its permissibility and Then leave that which is doubtful And go to that which is not doubtful And that includes ta'am, food If there is a food that you're not sure about It's being halal Leave that which is doubtful To that which is not doubtful And likewise Shaykh Ibn Uthaymin, he mentions regarding a rida' uh, regarding uh, suckling. Yani, uh, is, is if an, uh, you want to marry a woman, you want to marry a sister, or a sister, you want to marry a brother, but you're not sure if he was a suckling baby for your pet, your mother. So, therefore, making you suckling brothers. You're not sure, or brothers and sisters, you're not sure. And then you have a choice of another person to marry who you are sure that they are not definitely they're not uh, your suckling brother or your suckling sister then you go to the one where there's no doubt then you go to the one where there's no doubt and likewise this affair applies and Ibn Thaymin, Taala, mentions this example <speaking in Hebrew> and that is for example regarding the Sihat of Salah Yani wudu and, and doubtfulness regarding Do you have wudu or you don't have wudu An example of this is An individual Tawadda An individual he does wudu Thumma salla Salla And then he prays am la? And then he doesn't know whether his wudu is Uh is uh, is uh, is uh, uh, he's lost his wudu or he still has wudu? He has doubt after his prayer. What does the individual do in this situation, where he's done wudu, he then prays, and then suddenly a doubt comes to him that he's lost his wudu, and he's not sure now whether he had wudu or not. What does he do? Sheikh ibn Taymin al alamah al-Faqih al-Salafi ibn Tha'imin Allah ta'ala said, فَنَقُولْ دَعْ مَا يَرِيبَكْ إِلَى مَا لَا يَرِيبَكْ Leave that which is doubtful to that which is not doubtful. شَيْء مُتَيَقَّنْ وَهُوَ الْوُضُوءُ You have something that is certain, that is wudu. You did wudu. You're sure that you've done wudu and then you prayed. So that is the yaqeen. وَالْيَقِينَ لَا يَزَالُ <inaudible> you, have yiqeen, you have certainty that you have wudu You had wudu That was the last certainty that you had The last certainty that you had Was that you had wudu <inaudible> Then you now have doubt Whether that wudu Something has come To cause some type of discrepancy Regarding your wudu And your abso- uh, abolition. That's the doubtful thing. So you leave that doubt. You leave that doubt and you stick to your last certainty. You stick to your last certainty and that was that you done wudhu. As for the doubt that came afterwards, we leave it. As the Messenger wasallam) says, دَعْ مَا ياريبك. Leave that which is doubtful إِلَى to So that which is not doubtful. And likewise in nikah, He mentions another example in nikah marriage where you need and from the shuruat and the conditions of a marriage and that an individual must have shahidaini uh, or shahidan adilan has to have trustworthy witnesses to be a witness in the nikah in the signing of the contract and so forth for the marriage so as it relates to one of the witnesses, you have doubt that he's adil, that he's Adil, You have doubt, but then you have somebody else that you know that is ma'roof adalata. Ma'roof adalatuhu. That his trustworthiness and soundness as it relates to himself and his etiquettes and so forth is well known. That la yaribuk. yaribuk, leave the one that you have doubt and go to the one that you have certainty. And this shows this amazing hadith al-Kiram. This amazing hadith and Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam Comprehensive statement, short words with immense meaning. And that is that. Ulama have written many books regarding this hadith and this hadith goes into many affairs of fiqh and goes to many affairs of uh, aqeedah and to goes to many affairs of the deen and that's why some of the ulama said that if we were to write muallafat books and author books pertaining to this hadith it would be majaladat. it will be volumes. Or some say, dakhma. Even if they had a mujallad dakhma, Even if it was a, a big volume book, min al-maani, It would not uh, give justice to the meaning of these two portions in this hadith. Because in this two in this hadith there are two sections. First section is yari book. The first section is leave that which is doubtful, and the second part ilamayli book. Go to that which is not doubtful. These two parts and and uh, closes in this uh, in this amazing hadith of the Messenger wasalam, could be written in mujalladat. Could be written in mujalladat in different volumes, if it was just in one volume it probably wouldn't give it justice because of the immense meaning that can be extrapolated fiqhan, that could be extrapolated in fiqh, in ahkam in many affairs as it relates to the deen of al-islam walhamdulillahi rabbil alameen al Hadith al-thani we go to the next hadith now and this hadith, the second hadith that we're going to do today, we're going to do inshallah three narrations the second one is an-abi huarata radiyallahu anhu قَالَ قال رَسُولِ اللَّهِ صَلَى اللَّهُ عليه وَسَلَمَ مِنْ حُسْنِ إِسْلَامِ الْمَرْءِ تَرْكُهُ مَا لَا يَعْنِيهِ مِنْ حُسْنِ إِسْلَامِ الْمَرْءِ تَرْكُهُ مَا لَا يَعْنِيهِ And that is the messenger, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, said in authority of Ibi Huraira رَضِيَ اللَّهُ تَعَلَىٰ عنه and we know Abi Hurairah this illustrious companion that was from the most frequent narrators and Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa He has the most narrations in the Messenger sallallahu alayhi wa even though he stayed with the messenger for two years. He was a, he was an example of how the Tali ilm should be in being enthusiastic in seeking Ilm hadith and seeking the knowledge of the hadith of sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Abu Huwaira he said that the messenger وسلم, he said that from the goodness of one's Islam or an individual's Islam is leaving that which does not concern him. From the goodness of an individual's Islam is leaving that which is, does not concern him. What does this mean? ما لا يعني من مرعي مَا From the goodness of an individual's Islam is leaving that which does not concern him. مَا لَا يَعْنِي أي مَا لَا تَتَعَلَّقْ بِهِ إِنْ bihi. And بِهِ that, that which has not got anything to do with him. And this is not from the important affairs for him. And this is not connected and has any type of link towards him. Or does not have any effect on him. Or is not required to take part in that issue, on that affair. And this is like the statement of the Messenger Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam hadith and Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, which is in Bukhari and Muslim, and which we inshallah, bi-idhnillah, will be studying in the next couple of weeks, but there's no harm in mentioning that hadith now. وَهُوَ قَوْلُ رَسُولِ اللَّهِ Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, مَن كَانَ يُؤْمِنُ بِاللَّهِ وَالْيَوْمِ الْآخِرِ فَلْيَقُلْ خَيْرًا أو يَصْمُتْ أو يَصْمُتْ, أو يصمت in the last day, in Allah, believe in Allah and the last day, then let him speak good or remain silent. He's got nothing good to say, don't say anything. If, it's not, if it doesn't have nothing to do with you, it doesn't have anything to do with you, if it doesn't have anything to do with you, then do not be involved. And this is an uh, amazing narration by Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa And it's narrated in Tirmidhi. And Tirmidhi said it's Hassan. And Tirmidhi said that this hadith is Hassan. I've given a general meaning of the hadith. But we're going to mention some points now to further clarify, b'idnillah, that which can be extrapolated from this hadith. Point number one, we can say the statement of uh, a Tirmidhi that is Hassan, the hadith is Hassan. And Hassan hadith, barakallahu fikum, is a hadith huwa ma'duna mur- martabat al sahih. A hadith that is hasan, that is sound, is lesser in strength than a sahih authentically uh, a, a sahih hadith a sahih hadith a, 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 a narration that is sahih has five conditions that it must fulfill and that is that that the narrate the, the narrators in the chain there has to be ittisal there has to be a link and yani every narrator that narrates from the other one indeed met that narrator and Took that narrator from him. So there mustn't be any gaps in the chain of transmission. There mustn't be any gaps in the train, chain of transmission. That's the first condition of sahih. And the second is that the narrator has to be adil, that the narrator has to be one that is trustworthy. And the meaning of trustworthiness in general, uh, there's the khilaf and difference of opinion between the ulama, but the best opinion is that the individual barakallahu is not an individual who uh, uh, that the majority of his state is the state of obedience that the majority of his state is a state of obedience not that he's perfect but the majority of his condition is obedience is ta'a ghalaba na la aghlebiya indahu tabaraka wa taala. Muti' alillahi tabarako ta'ala. That that which is uh, predominant in his state is that he's obedient to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and the, and the, and that is uh, reminds us of the hadith of the Messenger sallallahu alaihi wasallam when he said, yani he said صلى, uh, that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said in a hadith khutsi, "Kullu bini Adam khutaa wa khair khutayin thawabun." That the all of the children of Adam make mistakes and they err, and the best of those that make mistakes are those. That repent, so therefore, asking that Allah that one to be tr- uh, uh, have good etiquette and trustworthiness and so forth, uh, that he has to be perfect is impossible. As the, as the mess- as Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala says, All of the children of Adam make error, so therefore, everyone makes some error. But the definition of uh, uh, the the adil, the one that is trustworthy, is that the majority. Of his state is a state of obedience to Allah Subhanahu wa Taala as it relates to his actions as in, and, his, and and so forth. The third condition is adopt, and that is that the individual has to be precise in their memory, precise when they're recalled to relate the hadith that they've memorized in memory by heart, or precise in recalling that which they have written, meaning that they've preserved their book. Because some of the ulama of hadith they took their narrations by writing it down as opposed to some who took it by memory off the head but others they writ it down as for those who received the narration by and they memorized it they are darbit they are precise if they relay the narration as it came to them Whenever they are asked, they relay the narration as it came to them. Whenever they are required to, and likewise, the one who narrates from a book, he is able to narrate precisely that which was given to him, which he took from the uh, book. Wise, he relays it as it was given to him because he preserved the book and he relays it without any discrepancies. This is a precise. So the first condition is that there must be a link, there mustn't be a gap between the narrators, as in liqa and their meeting and, and, and hearing from each other. And um, the second is that the person must be trustworthy, the narrator. And the third is that uh, the narrator has to be precise. This is sahih. And the fourth is that it mustn't be shadh That individual must not be uh, Narration must be Shad And Shad Barakallahu feekum Is Mukhalafatil maqbul Liman huwa awfaq minhu And that is Opposing Somebody who is stronger than you In a narration So for example we have narration A Narrator A And narrator B They both were in the same sitting Narrator A Narrator A is stronger Than narrator B but narrator B opposes narrator A in the narration. So even though narrator B is trustworthy in his own right, but he has opposed one who is awthaq minhu, that which one individual that is more trustworthy and stronger than him, and that is A. So the narration from B is shad. In order for a hadith to be sahih, it must not have this. Number four. It must not have a narrator who opposed the narration of those who are upo- uh, stronger than him. As it relates to that specific hadith. And the fifth, وَلَا وَلَا And it doesn't have any hidden discrepancies. Any yani these discrepancies, يَا الْأَخَوَاتِ you know, not. The discrepancies that is not clear to see with the naked eye. But rather it takes one from the ulama who has knowledge and intense, immense knowledge as a race to do this isnaad like Imam Ahmed and Yahya ibn Ma'in. They're able to identify discrepancies. For an Isnad or a hadith to be sahih it mustn't have these discrepancies. And the discrep- discrepancies can be contradictions, discrepancies can be Name mistakes in names, discrepancies can be uh, uh, uh amalgamating uh, a narrator's word and saying that the messenger sallallahu alaihi wasallam. So these are hidden discrepancies. So I'll to repeat, a hadith that is sahih has these five has to fulfil these five affairs connected narrations, no gaps. Number one, number two. That the narrators are trustworthy. Number three that the narrators are precise able to relay that which they have taken when they need to be taken or when they need it needs to be relayed. Number four that the narrators in that isnad do not oppose anyone who is stronger than them as it relates to that specific hadith. Number five that there aren't any hidden discrepancies that affects and soils the beauty of that hadith in its Isnad and its matan and its text. These are the five conditions. Here, Barakul Afikum, Tirmidhi says that this hadith is Hasan. Hasan means that the third condition, which is precision, that the narrator is weak in that aspect. His memory is not very strong. His memory is not very strong, so therefore the narration is not as strong as sahih because it has uh, weakness in the third category or issue and that is precision so it is Hassan Hadith so Tilmati said the Hadith is Hassan so and therefore it's not as authentic as that which is Sahih because there is some discrepancies discrepancies as it relates to the memory of the narrator His memory is not terrible but it is not the level of an authentic or Sahih uh, narrator now after that, point number three, two. Point number two, the hadith. The Messenger (sallallahu said, "Min husli that the from the the beauty or the goodness of one's religion, min that which is intended here, the perfection of his religion." And this della ala anna din yakun tam and it's a proof here echotil kiram wahawat that the religion is perfect. And where yakun naqisan bihasabit tasarrufati sahibihi and for every individual his religiosity and his deen becomes deficient due to his actions, and his religiosity is affected due to his actions. والمسلم يهتم بإكمال دينه ويحذر مما ينقصه. and the Muslim should therefore uh, be wary and place importance regarding the perfecting of his religion, and be cautious regarding those things that will make his religion in uh, uh, deficient, that make his religion. Deficient. And from those affairs that makes the religion of an individual def- deficient is not leaving those things that do not concern. And this is a Jawami Kalim of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa And this is from the comprehensive statements and concise and succinct statements of the Messenger sallallahu alayhi wasallam. And what we're going to do is just conclude this amazing hadith with some points with some points. the first that we're going to mention is ma la bihi wa la bi wa min husni that individual leaving that which does not concern him is from the beautiness, beautiness and the sorry from the beauty and the goodness of his religion. Point number two. Point number two is and that is that the person who busies himself with that which is not, uh, does not concern him, then laysa Then his religion in Islam is not that strong. And that's why you find that the individuals by a lot of people, they busy themselves with that which does not concern them, and rather what 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 results from this is that their religion becomes weak. Their religion becomes weak, and the people of Bidah are from the the main people who fall into this. They're busy in themselves with other than that which the Messenger (sallallahu alaihi wasallam) came with, and this is not for them to do so, introducing newly invented matters into the deen. As Allah Subhanahu wa Taala says, Al To this day I have perfected your religion And completed my favours upon you. So the religion is complete. So the person who busies himself with other than the deen of Islam, his religion becomes deficient. Min husni So the person whose Islam is going to follow suit, in the, because Islam is perfect. And the one who focuses his affairs in, the Islam, in Islam, in the rulings taken from the Quran and the Sunnah, and the aqeedah that is صحيحة, then his Islam will be perfect and complete. And that's what we have to aim for. And this, from this perfection, is refuting that which la Nina. From this perfection also is refuting those things that do not concern us. Refuting those things that are not from our deen. Refuting those beliefs that are erroneous. That is in opposition to the Messenger, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, in defense of the deen and in defense of the sunnah. The third benefit that we can take from this hadith And that is that the individual who does not busy himself with that which is not does not concern him يرتح. يرتح. He has serenity He has peace He is relaxed He is at ease with himself because he is busying himself with that which he's supposed to busy himself with. So it's upon al-insan, it's upon individuals that they seek muhasin islamihi. That they seek to improve their religion. To get stronger in their religion. And they leave that which do not concern them. And leave those things that do not concern him or her. In order yastarih. Why yastarih? لَأَنَّهُ إِذَا اشْتَغْلَ بِأُمُورٍ لَا تَهُمُّهُ وَلَا تَعْنِيهِ فَقَدْ أَتْعَبَ نَفْسَهُ Because the individual who busies himself with that which does not concern him, that which he's not supposed to, that which he's not supposed to, not supposed to occupy his time with, he busies himself with that, then he would not feel that serenity. أَتْعَبَ نَفْسَهُ And then he will wear himself out. He will drain himself. Because he is occupying himself with that which does not concern him. With that which does not concern him. Nam. And we go on now to the final hadith. The third hadith that we're going to talk about today, bidnillahi ta'ala. And that's a hadith. And Abi Hamza, Anas ibn Malik, radiyallahu anhu. In الرسول الله صلى الله this hadith which is in bukhari muslim hadith mashhur a well known hadith that the messenger sallallahu wasallam upon abi hamza anas ibn malik عن, who was the helper of the messenger sallallahu alaihi wasallam and that he said, that Nabi sallallahu Alaihi he said, None of you truly believes until he loves for his brother what he loves for himself. None of you truly believes until he loves for his brother what he loves for himself. Point number one, this hadith which is in Bukhari, Muslim, is the narrator Anas ibn Malik. Anas ibn Malik, radiallahu anhu, he served the Messenger وسلم, for ten years. And that is that his father, Malik, was not Muslim. And his mother, Rodilla Anha, she sent him to the Messenger وسلم, so he can be at service for the Messenger Sallallahu Alaihi And he, Roddiallahu An, was from the frequent narrators of the Messenger due to his sticking close to the Messenger and the Messenger loved him very much so much so that the Messenger made a dua for him he supplicated, made a dua which is in the hadith that the Messenger which is a hadith in Sahih, uh, Sahih Muslim and that is the, the dua where the messenger Sallallahu alayhi wa says Allahumma akthirhu Maalahu wa waladahu Oh Allah Make him have men, a lot of money And a lot of children And Anas ibn Malik Radhi allahu anhu Was given this dua The messenger Sallallahu Made this dua for him And he himself he said wallahi, By Allah إن Mali الكثير. and after he said many years later Wallahi, my money he's well he was wealthy he had a lot of money. وإن ولدي ولدي وولدي يتعدون على نحو من مئتي يوم. and that he said he has over a hundred children. his his offsprings رضي الله over a hundred. So the messenger sallallahu made dua for him and Allah answered the dua of the messenger sallallahu by giving Anas ibn Malik wealth, immense wealth and by giving him, radiyallahu an, plenty children. So the messenger sallallahu loved this sahabi and he was from the frequent narrators mukthirin and Rasulillahi sallallahu He said in this hadith, that the Messenger The Prophet wa sallam, He said None of you truly believes Until he loves for his uh, His uh, brother What he loves for himself Okay we're going to deal with some benefits As it relates to this hadith In summary Point number one None of you truly believes Yani none of you perfects his iman None of you Perfects his iman. So, loving for your brother, what you love for yourself is the perfection of one's iman. Point number two: li for his brother. The Messenger (sallallahu alaihi wasallam) mentions brother, but that which is included is sister. So, likewise, none of you truly believe until she she loves for her sister what she loves for herself. This is general for male and female. Point number three. And that is that this is a refutation against the murji'ah. This is a refutation against the murji'ah who say that iman does not go up and down. And in this hadith the messenger sallallahu said none of you truly believes. Which means there are some of you who have weakened iman. Some of you whose iman is not perfected which means that iman goes up and iman goes down and the person who does not love his brother or his sister for what he loves for himself sorry doesn't love for his brother and sister uh, for his brothers and sister that which he loves for himself or herself then verily their iman will be affected and it will not be perfected and this is فيكم, a refutation against the murji'ah the deviant group who say that iman does not go up and down that is one entity either ذَهَبَ بَعْضُهُ ذَهَبَ كُلَّهُ if some of it goes, all of it goes. No, we say that it can be perfected, yani it can be increased and it can be decreased. And that is increased with obedience and is decreased with disobedience. And from the affairs of disobedience that decrease uh, Iman is in this hadith of the Messenger Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam none of you truly believe, yani perfections, first, none who truly perfects his Iman until he loves for his brother what he loves for himself. Point number four, three, I've lost count. And that is some affairs that um, uh, I'd like to mention pertaining to this. And that is that in this hadith is a warning against hasad. In this hadith is a warning against jealousy. Because the one that is jealous of his brother does not want for his brother what he wants for himself. بَلْ زُوَالَ نِعْمَةِ اللَّهِ عَنَّ أَخِيهِ الْمُسْلِمِ But rather he wants He's friend not to have that blessing. Allah has blessed an individual with wealth. Allah has blessed an individual with ilm. Allah has blessed an individual with children. Allah has blessed an individual with this and that. And uh, and and, and uh, Abdullah, uh, uh, the 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 brother or the sister, wants that blessing to be removed so they can have it for themselves. This is show. This is uh, the sign of a hasid. This is a sign of somebody who is jealous, destructive jealousy. That jealousy that is impermissible. And that individual who is, has that destructive jealousy, linafsihi. لا he doesn't love for his brother what he loves for himself. Rather he wants it for himself and he doesn't want it for his brother. So therefore he, this, is a, this hadith is a warning against uh, al-hasad. Is a warning against Al-Hasad and that is that we have to stay away from such an illness. Al-Hasad, jealousy is an illness. It's an illness which destroys individuals. It's an illness which destroys society. It's an illness which destroys families. It's an illness that is inherited from a shaitan. It's inherited from a shaitan. It's inherited from shaitan who was jealous of Adam wasalam. When Allah, iblis, when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala told the the, the 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 Malaika to 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 prostrate to Adam and, it's so, and it so and it was to be that at that time the the, the, the the Iblis was there, not that he's from the Malaika, but he was there, he was Min al Jinn. As Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said he's from the jinn, but he was present at that time and he was ordered to prostrate and he didn't. For Aba was takbara. He rejected, he refused to prostrate to adam and after the allah commanded and uh he was arrogant and he was he was he he, he vowed, vowed to to cause enmity for the children of adam due to his hasad due to his jealous will be be the last one said that he said that from my uh, from your honor i will lead all of the children of adam astray except for your sincere ones because he's a hasid he's, he's jealous of Adam a. so therefore those who are jealous they have inherited their jealousy from Iblis and what a despicable inheritance it is because the individual who is hasid he doesn't love for his brother what he loves for himself so therefore he does not truly believe his, his iman is weak His Iman in Allah is weak Because the ni'mah is from Allah The blessing is from Allah So his Iman In Allah is weak Instead of him seeing the blessings That Allah has given people And that should increase him in the obedience of Allah And to increase in the love of Allah And increases his Iman In the names and attributes of Allah And his increase in his Iman of Al-Qadr Because Allah gave that person what he gave them or what he gave her because of Allah's wisdom and the qadr and the decree of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala instead of increasing in this Iman he hates and wishes that the blessing that was given to his brother or the blessing that was given to his, her sister or his sister is removed and given to him, which shows a weakness in his iman in Allah, his weakness in his iman in qadar, his weakness in loving his brother for the sake of Allah Subhanahu wa Taala. And the ulama differed regarding hasad and regarding jealousy and some of them said that the meaning of jealousy is tamanni zawal al-ni'ma 'an al-ghayr and that is the definition they say some of them have said that hasad and jealousy is wanting uh, uh, the blessing that has been given to your brother to be removed but there is another explanation and there is another definition that some of the ulama have mentioned and, pers- and perhaps this is the most comprehensive and the most precise barakallahu uh, opinion and that is the opinion of Shaykh al Islam ibn Taymiyyah Rahimullah Ta'ala. The opinion of Shaykh al Islam Ibn Taymiyyah Rahimullah Ta'ala as it relates to al hasad And he said, And that is the opinion of uh, uh, not word for word but just the opinion of Shaykh al-Islam ibn Taymiyyah where he, he holds or he says rather now this is actually the statement of Shaykh al Islam where he says that if the slave dislikes ما am الله به على if he dislikes just the simple disliking of what Allah has blessed an individual with, Allah has blessed an individual with a child and you hate it. Allah has blessed an individual with strength and you hate it. Allah has blessed an individual with beauty and you despise it. Allah has blessed an individual with wealth and you. You, you find it uh, uh, detestable. And Allah has blessed an individual with good health and it hurts you. Shaykh al Islam ibn Taymi said, Just the fact that you dislike it, just the fact that you hate it, you're a hasid. You are having that disruptive or destructive jealousy with your brother or your sister. Even if you don't wish it to be removed. The fact that you hate it. So seek an answer from your heart when you see the blessing of your brother. Do you say Alhamdulillah, Allahumma barik? The blessing on your sister? Allah, Allahumma MashaAllah, tabaraka, tabaraka wa ta'ala. MashaAllah, MashaAllah Is that what we say when we see that which an individual has Or that we have some type of dislike for the individual due to the blessing that they have That majarrad Al-karaha Or that mujarrad simple Feeling of hatred for that individual's blessing that he's, give, he's been given or she's been given Is BarakAllah Feekum Hasad, and that is not wanting for your brother what you want for yourself, and not loving for your sister what you want for yourself. Another benefit that we're going to mention, as relates to this hadith, and that is that when we're educating our people, the Muslims educating each other, and we're educating our families, that we have to use wordings that would help individuals act upon the advice or act upon the ilm that we're giving to them and here the messenger وسلم, he said in this hadith that none of you truly believes until none of you truly believes until he wants for his brother until he wants for his brother what he wants for himself so in this hadith the messenger وسلم, he used the word brother so this would push and encourage the one that is receiving this hadith to take that muhabba and act acts upon it because he's your brother and in that it encourages the individual to increase love for the person and their muslim brother or their muslim sister and this is like also the statement of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala yaqul regarding qisas manslaughter or accidental killing or so forth Min where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says and whoever forgives his brother whoever forgives his brother and the, the, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions brother in order to encourage and show why one should forgive because of that الامانية, that brotherhood and sisterhood that is upon tawhid. Fa لَهُ مِنْ أَخِيهِ This is an amazing benefit that is brought by Sheikh Nuthaymeen and La Taala, that when we're educating and we're giving cultivation to our children, to ourselves, to our families, husbands, wives, and so forth, that we use these wordings that would enable us and encourage us to implement the advice as sunniyah, that advice which is and should be according to the Sunnah of the Messenger (sallallahu alaihi wasallam). So this concludes barakallahu fikum uh today's lesson باذن الله تعالى with these three amazing narrations um Rasulillahi sallallahu alaihi wasallam da' ma yaribuk ila ma la yaribuk leave that which is doubtful to that which is not doubtful min husni islami mar'i tarki ma la ya'ni and from the goodness of one's islam is leaving that which does not concern him that none of you truly believes until he loves for his brother what he loves for himself. All of these three narrations have immense benefit and indeed volumes and volumes can be written regarding the fruits and benefits that can be extrapolated from this hadith but this is inshallah, hopefully will encourage us to study and read further as it relates to the shurahat and explanation of this hadith so we can increase in our knowledge and fiqh and acting upon this and other narrations and Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa so we hope, we, we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to give us tawfiq to be from those who follow that which is good from al and implement it with ikhlas wa wa sallallahu wa sallam wa barak ala nabiyyina muhammadin wa ala alihi wa ashabihi ajma'in walhamdulillahi rabbil alameen hayakumullah